Good morning and welcome to Manna, um, the day after Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Um, and so I'm blessed today as we get to wrap up our four-part series on why do we celebrate Christmas? Why do we celebrate the birth of Christ? So before we start, let's pray. Father, I do thank you for the message in your word that brings clarity to things, things that mankind distorts and has different ideas about. But Lord, you have truth for us to examine and to hold on to and recognize that there are promises in the midst of the, your truth for us to be strengthened by as we not just read them, but we proclaim them, that we trust in them and their strength for us as you guide us in life. So we ask your blessing now um, as we do this part four for your glory. In your name we pray, amen. So last week I talked about, um, you know, that we're going to focus in on some wise guys. Well, we're going to focus in on the wise men. And so let's read um, the first part of that story today. And it's in Matthew chapter two. It's not in Luke. There's nothing about the wise men in Luke. There's nothing about the wise men in Mark or John, it's only contained in Matthew. Well, why? And I think that there's a reason why is because Matthew writes his gospel to reveal Christ as the king of the Jews. And so that's what these wise men are all about. They're coming to acknowledge the king of the Jews. So let's read Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For you shall, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. That's found in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went, uh, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Now that it's a child, right? Okay, we'll get into that. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. These wise men, these wise men were not just any ordinary wise men. These were men who, who studied the events of history. And in particular, they studied this unique group of people who it was identified that God had rescued them 
out of the hand of oppression by the Egyptians. And they, the Red Sea parted and they crossed over, but they wandered in the desert for 40 years. And, and then, of course, they had the Jordan River that they passed over, that the river dried up um, so they could cross over. And, and there was this amazing conquest. And then these, these kings, these rulers that came, judges, excuse me, then kings and, and rulers. Well, these men had been studying these, these people, and, and they understood something that God um, had spoken to back with a prophet by the name of Balaam. Now, Balaam was pursuing his own prophet in terms of money, um, but in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, Balaam, in part of his prophecy and part of his blessing over the people of Israel, the people that the Hebrews that God had freed, and they're in the wilderness now, they're not in the promised land yet, um, he prophesies over them. And this is what Balaam says. They studied this one as Balaam, the prophet of God who declared, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. So Balaam is prophesying that, man, I can see him, but it's not now. I behold him, but not near. So he's talking about a, one who would come in the future, but he would be identified by a star shall come out of Jacob. Now I think that's fantastic. It's, a, it's amazing to consider when we recognize that it's specific, speaking specifically of the people that, of the Hebrews, Jacob, Jacob the father of the 12 sons. Jacob was the son of Isaac, who was the son of Abraham, who was the father of all nations, right? So um, here we have Jacob who also is, you know, he's the conniver. He's the supplanter. Um, he's known as, as a person of the flesh, pursuing what satisfies him. But yet what happens with Jacob, as we know, is he's confronted with having to see his brother and he's brought to a place of brokenness before God and he wrestles with God. Um, and in that midst, God changes his name from Jacob to Israel, to one who wrestles or contends with God, but prevails. But the reason why he prevails is because God changes him. God gives him new life. And that's what Israel speaks about. Um, and so there's this unique thing about this God who then um, sends this one to identify this one as the star shall come out of Jacob. Oh, there's going to be a ruler um, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. Whoa, we see both Jacob and Israel. There's one that's coming that's new, that brings new life um, because he's the one who will rule. The scepter shall rise out of Israel. He's coming. That one's coming. That's the one that had been born. And they came to a place where they followed this star that appeared. So it wasn't there all the time. And so they came after the birth of the child, the Christ child. So many people get it wrong where they think that the wise men showed up at the birth of Christ. Well, that's totally incorrect. And this will show and prove that. So what do they do? Where do they go? They go to Jerusalem, which is the city, the capital of these people called the Jews. It says... Um, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? If they knew that he was in Bethlehem, they would have gone to Bethlehem, but they didn't know that. 
They were searching for him, just like we need to search for him and continue to search for him, looking in the same places that these guys were looking because they were looking in the record of antiquity. They were looking at the message that the Jews had. We have the record of the Jews in the Old Testament. We still have the record of the Jews in the New Testament that know Jesus. So we go from Jacob to Israel. See the inference? Anyway, so they say, for we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Whoa, and Herod hears this. He didn't like the idea of that. So um, anyway, he's looking to find out where is this, you know, and they find out that there's this prophecy from Micah about Bethlehem. Um, and so that's where they go. And so um, the, the star leads them to Mary. I think the star is a picture of the work of the Holy Spirit of God, just so that, you know, and I'll show you that here in just a minute. But they, where does he lead them? He leads them to the house where the child is. So he's not referred to as a baby anymore. He's referred to as a child. So typically a child would be a toddler, right? Um, and what do they do? They come to bow down. They worship him. But they have forethought about their gifts. They already knew that they were coming to worship a king. And so what gifts do you bring a king? Well, uniquely, the gifts that they bring is gold. Gold is a picture of deity, God himself. And so they're coming, recognizing I am seeing deity, God himself. Next, they give frankincense. Frankincense is a fragrant resin from trees. And that tree of, we remember the tree of life um, in the garden and, and that that was changed. And so the tree of life points to a different tree, which is a cross that the one who would hang on it would bring life, right? But the, that there wouldn't be life until it is burnt. Well, that's what frankincense is, is it's a fragrant aroma when it's burnt. Burnt speaking of the judgment of Christ. Oh, this one, this deity would be burnt and there would be, that would be a fragrant aroma. And the aroma is his holiness and righteousness that spread to all men that's available for all men to receive. Finally, myrrh. Myrrh is a fragrant resin from the certain trees that's used in embalming of the dead. It's used to identify affliction and bitterness and suffering. And again, there is no aroma until it's crushed. And so they bring gold, deity, frankincense, holiness and righteousness that needs to be burnt for glory. And, so, and then myrrh, acknowledging the dead, but yet there's something that comes from the dead. And that's the aroma, oh, the resurrection. It points to the resurrection of Christ, the beautiful aroma of Christ. So what does all of this mean? I think it's found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. And it says this, And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention to as a lamp shining in the dark place until the, dawn, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So it's like, pay attention to these prophetic words, pay attention to all of these things from the shepherds to the angels to the, the, the whole dynamic with the, the um, wise men coming and, and you know pay attention to those things. They're pointing to Jesus. They're pointing to his purpose is that he's God who came to save man from death. Um, knowing, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. So none of this was of man. All of this was God, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoken from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is all God breathed. This is all God providing for us. This isn't circumstances just happening in place. No, this is God orchestrating all these things to say, I 
love you. You matter to me. I have come to provide for you. And won't you receive the gift that I have for you? And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So won't you receive him? God bless you. And I pray for a wonderful new year for you um, as we look forward to 2023.